Well, good morning, everybody. I'm late getting started because of technical problems this morning. No fault of mine or my technicians, just some issues that were created as a result of programming I did last night for somebody else and required us to make adjustments. And at any rate, I won't get into all the complexities of that. But what I have to say this morning, I consider to be so important that I was not willing to just drop the program and, and not do it. So for some of you, you will miss it because you will have missed the live stream because you will have had to go on to other things, but it will at least be here archived and we will call people's attention to it. For those of you who have stuck around with me, make sure that you share this with others. Let them know he came on, he came on late. My apologies for the sound issues that you had there. Here again, technical problems in our studio, but we got it all worked out now and everything should be coming along just fine now. I, all, all of my stuff looks to be in order and I assume that everyone can hear. In fact, let me just mention this. If you are watching me on Facebook right now, keep this in mind. I'm also live streaming to my app, E.W. Jackson, E space, W space, Jackson, either in Apple or Google, and my app will come up. I'm live streaming to my app. I'm live streaming to standamerica.us. Okay, so I'm live streaming there as well. Um, it is extremely important that you know that because this morning, the second time on Facebook, actually my program was fine. It was Facebook that was having the interface problems, but on my website, I was coming across just fine. And on my uh, app, I was coming across just fine. I thought the whole thing was down, but it was actually just that second interaction. All this, this is technical stuff that I don't fully understand. <laughs> my technician does, but I don't fully understand. But somehow the, 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 the initial false start with the bad miking um, and then stopping and starting again confused Facebook and they weren't able to pick up the second live stream. And it was basically replaying the first live stream as if I was on live. But that, so at any rate, having said all that, let me just say, the reason I wanted to make sure I do this program is we are on the cusp of a revolution here in Virginia. And that is that we could, for the first time in over a decade, elect conservative Republicans to the governorship, the lieutenant governor, and to the attorney general's office for the first time in a very long time. And the state of George Washington and Thomas Jefferson and Patrick Henry and, and James Madison and George Mason and James Monroe desperately needs a revolution to bring us back to the founding principles that made us the greatest nation on earth. By the way, from a constitution that was influenced by Virginia more than any other state in the Commonwealth. I mean, more than, more than any other state in the country, I should say. And we can't allow these Marxists to take this state away. And just recently, oh, by the way, I have some ads running in Hampton Roads and Richmond. In fact, they start today. So if you are listening to, to a radio station and you hear some of those ads, please, I'm, I'm advertising primarily on the black gospel radio stations because I'm trying to reach black voters to say to them, stop voting for these abominable Democrats. You Christians, Pew says 80% of the voters in uh, black voters in, in America are church going people. Now, I don't know whether 80% of them are Christians, but 
He says 80% of them, his polling says 80% of them are in fact going to church fairly regularly. As I, I would say that means that most of those people are Christians. And I want to say to all Christians, but particularly to black Christians, stop voting for these Democrats when they do not have your interests at heart. They keep your children trapped in failing schools because the teachers union wants those teachers and wants those students to line their own pockets so that they can give money to politicians every year to push the homosexual agenda, to push the abortion agenda, to push the CRT agenda, and a whole bunch of other stuff that is ungodly, anti-Christian and anti-American. Why are you voting for these people? They hate you. They don't, they don't like you. They don't respect you. They're using you. And what are you getting for it? I, I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but half the black young people who graduate from high school graduate functionally illiterate. Uh, somewhere in the vicinity of, well, over 50% are failing math. Close to that number are failing science. It's, I think it's a little bit better in science, but you've got half the students in these schools who are basically being miseducated or uneducated. Now they are being indoctrinated with a whole bunch of leftist nonsense that they're doing, trying to make sure that they come out as little Marxist, little revolutionaries. But in terms of being able to read, to write, to think, to do math, to do science, oh no, 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 that's not important. In fact, they've even gone so far in some cases as to say so. To say it's less important that people know math and science and the ability to write, and that might be a little white supremacy stuff anyway. It's more important that they be social justice warriors. So what, they can go out and riot and loot and, and try to earn a living by stealing from stores and whatnot? As opposed to being gainfully employed and raising a family and, and living a decent, orderly life? Well, these leftists do not care about black people. In fact, they infantilize black people. They treat black people like their little puppets or their little puppies. Maybe the latter is more appropriate. I, I was trying to find this article about this professor who got into trouble because he would not treat um, black students leniently in grading and they accuse him of racism because he wasn't willing to give say a black kid who gets a D, a, a B or a C because of the trauma that he went through in 2020 because of the racism that he had to deal with. I mean, how, how can any of us accept that? Let me say particularly, you black men, how can you accept that? That's not manhood. That's babyhood. Oh, the poor black people. Let's pat them on the back and let's burp them, feed them the bottle, change their diaper. Ooh, they're growing. Let's give them, let's give them a slightly bigger crib. Oh, you know, they can't, they can't meet the standards of achievement in math and science and reading and writing that other people are capable of. Just pat them on the head and move them along. It doesn't matter because we'll take care of them. We'll give them a subsistence check and, 
and we'll make sure that they get to the polls and vote for us so that they keep the money flowing in. Folks, that is nothing but a modern day plantation. That is nothing but 21st century slavery. How can any people accept that and think that you're being treated well? They abort our, 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 our babies. There are 1.2 million babies, American babies aborted every year by Planned Parenthood. And the evil Margaret Sanger, who was a, a, a rank racist who didn't want black people to grow, didn't want the population to grow, and came up with abortion as a strategy for destroying the black population, limiting it if not eliminating it. She developed a thing called the Negro Project and recruited black preachers to, to take this nefarious message into the black community and say, oh, it's a good thing to kill your babies. It's a good thing. We're doing you all a favor, really, really. And then lining the pockets of these, these pimp preachers, lining their pockets with money to go out and sell the people they claim they're so concerned about, go out and sell them that killing their own babies is a good thing. How can you vote for people who continue to do this stuff? And Terry McAuliffe, as far as I'm concerned, people in Northern Virginia, Northern Virginia is the wealthiest county in America. The average salary in, in, in Northern Virginia is $145,000 plus a year. Those folks there can afford to hire attorneys. They can afford to defend themselves. But when Terry McAuliffe says, I'm not gonna let parents tell teachers what to teach their children. In other words, you're not going to have any say in what, what we teach your children. Do you think those well-to-do parents in Northern Virginia are going to put up with that? You think that's going to be easy to run roughshod over them? It's not. They've got money. They've got influence. They've got power. The average black person living in the inner city is told that, and what are they going to do? So as far as I'm concerned, Terry McAuliffe was grabbing black people by the collar and saying to them, you don't have any say in the education of your child. Shut up and go back to that little ghetto you live in and don't, don't get involved with grown folks business. Now it's just that ugly. It's just that rank. I wish somebody would have told my father he had no say in my education when I was growing up. My father would have looked at him like they had two heads. And say, I know you've lost your mind. I'm feeding him. I'm clothing him. I'm teaching him. I'm raising him. And you're going to tell me I don't have any say in what you teach my child? You better think again. I guarantee that, that those would have been fighting words to my father. And yet Terry McAuliffe says that. And these black politicians run around and tell the black community like empty headed Kamala Harris, tell the black community, vote for us because we are your masters. And don't question, don't think, just do it. I've got ads running starting today in, in Norfolk and Richmond. And um, in fact, I've thought about doing something specifically for churches, uh, but either one of these ads will work for churches. But, so if you're a pastor and you want to show one of these ads in your church, or you want to show one of these ads at a meeting of some kind, even, I mean, in the, the, these are 
PAC ads, so they do endorse candidates, so it may not be appropriate for you to show them in your church, although nobody's going to have any problems showing Kamala Harris's ad in their church. I guarantee you. I guarantee you it will be shown in black churches all over the Commonwealth of Virginia. And it is a political ad. It is an endorsement. And she's speaking specifically to churches. Uh, folks, it's, it's an abominable sin to be voting for these people. And we're going to answer to God for doing it. All of us, any, any, I don't care what the color of your skin is. You, you claim to be a Christian and you vote for people like Nancy Pelosi and the Democrat party that had the nerve to stand up in the, in the, through, through, um, Jesse Nadler, uh, Jerry Nadler, stand up and say, who's the chairman of the house judiciary committee, stand up and say, God's will has no place on the floor of this Congress. Oh, really? Well, since when did you get promoted above God to tell God where his place is and where it's not? I mean, you, imagine the arrogance of that. God, I'll tell you where your place is. Now you obey me. And you vote for people who think like that. And then go to church. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And then go out and vote for people. Blaspheme God on the floor of the Congress. It is time for black folks. It is time for all people who name the name of Jesus to come out of the Democrat party and stop voting for these Democrats. You are going to stand before God and give an account one day because they're pushing this homosexuality. They're pushing abortion. They're pushing transgenderism. They're pushing every vile thing imaginable. And I'll tell you something. It is not going to be long before they are pushing pedophilia. Because I think they're subtly doing it now. That's what going after preschoolers is all about. That's what teaching elementary school children about different ways to practice sex is all about. They're, they're grooming these kids for their own sexual lusts. Why in the world? I said, why in the world would any normal human being want to talk to a preschooler about sex? Because you're not a normal human being. If you want to do that, there's something wrong with you. And you keep voting for people who are doing this stuff. And then claim to be a Christian and go to church and shout and hallelujah and praise the Lord and all of that. And oh, I believe the word. Well, the word says, come out from among them and be separate and touch not the unclean thing, says the Lord. And I will receive you. I believe that's first Corinthians six, if I'm not mistaken. And I will be a a father to you and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord. How about that? How about that? Instead of wallowing in the muck with them, how about coming out from among them? Second uh, uh, Corinthians, actually, I think it's second Corinthians six. How about coming out from among them? Yeah, that's it. Second, second Corinthians. I said first is second Corinthians chapter six it says, do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers for what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness and what communion has light with darkness and what accord has Christ with Belial or what part has a believer with an unbeliever 
And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? We are the temple of God. It says, for you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk among them. I will be their God and they shall be my people. Therefore, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean and I will receive you and I will be a father to you and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. How about obeying that? When you vote for Democrats, you are in, in, in complete rebellion and, and, and disobedience to that text. Nancy Pelosi goes up on the House uh, floor and says, we're not going to refer to husbands and wives, mothers and fathers, sisters and brothers, uh, male and female, men and women. We're not going to do that anymore because that's, that's not gender neutral. I know that's the way God made it, but who cares what God said? Right. We're going to do our thing and we're going to get rid of all that. Now, even she had a hard time following her own prescription, but we're going to get rid of all that. Why? Because that's what God said. We're not going to obey what God said. We're going to do what we say. Or basically, we're going to do what the devil says. And the devil wants to destroy everything that God creates. He wants to destroy everything that God makes. God made the family, God made gender, and the devil wants to get in there and destroy that. And you got the Democrat Party in complete cooperation with it. I dare say the Democrat Party is in partnership with the devil. I don't think that's an exaggeration, folks. The Democrat Party is in partnership with the devil. What are Christians doing in partnership with a party that's in partnership with the devil? Because which means you're in partnership with the devil. If you're a Christian, you're voting for them. Now, I'm not talking to you as a politician. I'm talking to you as a, as a preacher of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, just receive it. Stop fighting it and just receive it. It's time to come out. It's time to stop voting for these people as Christians. They're God-haters. They're anti-Christian. They tell you, oh, yeah, we're Christians. Or, you know what the Christianity they believe in? The Christianity that says there's nothing wrong with same-sex marriage. Con completely contrary to the word of God, but that's the kind of Christianity. Oh, they'll endorse that. The Christianity that, uh, of, of, of Raphael Warnock that a bunch of Christians down in Georgia probably voted for, who's got the nerve to say that Karl Marx, who was one of the premier anti-Christian figures in human history, who's done more to close churches and get Christian killed, Christians killed than probably any other figure in human history in terms of his influence. He didn't carry out himself, but those under the influence of his teaching probably have killed more Christians than any other force, any other influence in the history of mankind. And you got Raphael Warnock telling the church that Marx can help the church understand better what it ought to be doing. And you vote for people like that. I tell you what, I, I wouldn't want to be in the place of folks who do that and have to stand before God one day, as Christians particularly. I really wouldn't. I really wouldn't. Because I really believe God's going to say, that was an obvious one. And you just, you just went along with the devil out of cowardice or self-interest or what you thought somebody was going to do for me. You, you didn't count on me. You counted on the devil to help you. And you were willing to go along with anything he basically did or said in order to get the help that you thought you needed and wanted rather than relying on me. I believe a lot of them, God is going to say, Jesus is going to say, depart from me. I never knew you. I don't know you. I don't know you. 
Oh, but Lord, I went to church every Sunday and I did it. And he said, yeah, and, 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 you, and you supported people who were killing all these innocent babies who are with me now. Because all those babies aborted, those babies are not dead. Those babies are in heaven with God. And I really believe those babies are going to bear witness to all the people who participated in their killing. Now, now, don't get me wrong. The blood of Jesus still covers all sin, obliterates it, destroys it. So you can repent. I don't care what you've done. You can repent and receive the forgiveness of Almighty God and be cleansed. And you don't have to face that in judgment. You don't have to face that because Jesus has already paid the price. But for those who continue in their hard-hearted determination to kill innocent, unborn babies and to promote a, 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 a perverse, depraved way of life, which is what homosexuality is, which is what the so-called LGBTQ movement pr promotes, are going to answer to God and they're going to answer for all eternity. And I say that with love. I really do. I say that with love because it's, if you're alive, it's not too late. If you're alive, you can still come out of that. If you're alive, you can still repent and receive the forgiveness that Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone can offer. Because he's the only one who paid the price for all of our sins. So I don't say it out of hatred. I say it out of love. And I know right now, look, there are people, when I, when I run for office, when I ran for office, I'm not running for office, when I ran for office, this is what people, this is the kind of stuff they dredged up against me. But I'll tell you something. I am not going to let a political career, real or imagined or potential, get in the way of me speaking the truth as a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. As, a, as, as a, if I were serving in public office, I realized my role as, a, as an elected official would be different than my role as a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. But there's so much anti-Christian bigotry in the country today, mainly spurred by the homosexual movement, they, because they, they hate Christianity. They hate Bible-believing Christians, and they hate Christianity, and they'll use this stuff against any Christian that they can. Say, oh, you're one of those people. You're one of those people who believe what the Bible says about homosexuality. Yes, I am. Next question. Oh, you're a hater. No, I'm not. Next issue. You can say what you want. God knows my heart. Jesus was the one who said, in the beginning, God made them male and female. What was, he, what was Jesus, homophobic? Therefore shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. What was Jesus, transphobic? I, and I'm sure some of these activists would say, yes, he was. And they, so, so basically, they're blasphemers against Jesus Christ. And I'm supposed to go vote for them and support them? I mean, so it's time to stop it. I'm not saying that the Republican Party is the panacea and the be all and end all and it's perfect and it reflects heaven and God is a Republican. I'm not saying any of that. <laughs> OK, I'm saying you, if you know what your values are as a Christian, you vote for the people who come as close to your values as you can get. And you oppose the people who are opposed to your values as a Christian. And the Democrat Party is opposed to your values as a Christian, and therefore every Christian is duty-bound to oppose the Democrat Party regardless of the color of your skin. I'm tired of the Democrat Party having the black community kidnapped 
captive to its will. Going along with things that are completely contrary to the word of God because you think they're, they're out for you. The spirit of the Democrat Party has not changed since the days of slavery. It was a slave party in the antebellum South. It is still a slave party. All it has done is adjusted the style of its slavery. That's all. That's all. Lyndon Johnson said, if we do certain things for the black community, and he didn't say black community, they'll vote for us for 200 years. He knew he was manipulating people. And he was right. At least he has been for the last, what, 60 years. But we can change that. And we should. I'm urging you. I'm urging you. Give Glenn Youngkin, Winsome Sears, Jason Yarez, these Republicans running for delegate in their various districts, give them a chance to bring some moral sanity and some economic and political sanity back to the Commonwealth of Virginia and its governance. And I really believe if we will do that, God will bless it. God will bless it. All right, well, look, let me see if I can find that, that article that I mentioned, at least give you a reference to it. Um, I think I may have uh, deleted it from my archives. Uh, just hold on, folks. I'm multitasking here, and then I'm going to get right to Philippians. I'm sure it's here somewhere. Uh, this is not, this is probably not good, good television for you to see me, um, looking up something while I'm on the, uh, while I'm live streaming to you, but it's reality TV. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, let's see if it comes up. I'm, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on it, but, oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Yep, it's a UCLA professor. Yep. And um, basically, he got into trouble. He sued um, because the school put him on leave because he would not. Gordon Klein is his name, Professor Gordon Klein of UCLA, because he would not treat black students as lesser than their non-black peers. He was suspended from his job. It said they wanted him to grade black students more leniently. He said he found it deeply patronizing and offensive. And they suspended him. Because here again, you know what? That's, that's a window into what these leftist elites really think about black people. They think that they're not capable. And that's why the Democrat Party wants to keep black people in a dependent position. They don't want black people to, to thrive. They barely want them to survive. And they want to, want to make sure they're dependent upon the Democrat Party to survive. I mean, my goodness gracious. I, you know, I, I, I thank God every day for my beloved daddy because he, he didn't raise me like that. My goodness. 
My father raised me to be independent and strong and determined and to not let every little piddling thing get in my way or break me down or make me go crawl off into a corner and into a fetal position and cry and need puppy therapy and, and a crying room and, and a safe space. I mean, man, you know, and I'll tell you something. I was raised by my strong black father and, and was exposed to a lot of strong black men. I mean, decent, responsible, law-abiding black men who influenced me to be responsible. And I, I, I can't believe that, that black men who, who also know the, the love of God and the power of Jesus Christ in your life can, can go along with this sissification of manhood, which is exactly what they're doing. It's what the Democrat Party, they're trying to turn men into sissies. Well, there's really no such thing as men. And if you think, you know, manhood is important to you, that's toxic masculinity. No, it's just being what God made me to be, a man. I mean, I'd, I'd be insulted that somebody would tell me, well, because of all the things that happened in 2020, EW, we're not going to hold you to the same standard of other people because we know you've been racially traumatized. You know what I say? Would you get out of my face? I'm fine. Thank you very much. Just fine. I can handle my life just fine without you patting me on the back and condescending to me and treating me like I'm some kind of handicapped nincompoop. I, it, it ought to be insulting. The whole, in fact, folks, if I may say, this whole thing of treating homosexuality like black people, which is exactly how they've, they've, they've marketed themselves. Oh, we're victims just like black people. No, you're not. First of all, no black person in America today is a victim or needs to be. Now, I'm not talking about specific incidents where things happen. Yeah, George Floyd, I believe, really was a victim. Now, to some extent, he brought that on himself, but he didn't deserve what he got. I, okay, so I, I believe that um, Derek Chauvin got what he deserved. So let's just be clear about that. But it would never, it would never have happened if George Floyd wasn't passing counterfeit money, high on fentanyl, high on methamphetamines, and whatever was messing with his head. Now, how about taking some personal responsibility here, too? I mean, part of infantilizing people is everything is somebody else's fault. Nothing's my fault. I did, I, I'm just a poor victim. It's all, it's all I, my destiny is in the hands of others. My destiny is not in anybody's hands except God and, my, and me. I mean, please. And you black men in these churches ought to know better. Like your life is controlled by the white man. Give me a break. You get up in the morning, you have to ask permission, ask, ask the white man for permission to brush your teeth. Or to go to work. Or to take care of your family. I mean, come on. Just, just creating a victim mentality that paralyzes people and gives them an excuse for doing nothing. Not my fault.
They wouldn't let me. I tell you, my father would have dope slapped me if I talked to him about, oh, well, Dad, I, w- I wish I could. I-, I couldn't get a good grade, Dad. What happened to George Floyd traumatized me, and I, I just couldn't study after that. I- I- it- it was- oh, oh, oh. My father would have said, boy, come here. What is wrong with you? Life has all kinds of things happening all the time. You keep your eyes on what you're supposed to be doing. And don't let all these distractions get in your way. Are, are these, these people all worked up about that? Are they going to get you a job when you graduate from college and can't read or write? Or from high school and you can't do anything? I know, folks, I'm, I, I am on a roll here, but... Uh, these things need to be said. They just need to be said. Don't vote for Terry McAuliffe. If you are a Christian, there's no way you can vote for that man. He, first of all, I really believe he's a crook anyway, but that's another matter. Because I really believe all that stuff of $750,000 to, to uh, McCabe's wife while she was running for state senate up in Northern Virginia. Yeah, $750,000 for a state senate race. And by the way, she didn't get elected. Where'd that $750,000 go? Oh, but I'm sure that did not affect McCabe and his, his effort to conspire to get Donald Trump. I'm sure it hadn't. You all know what I'm talking about, right? Because McCabe, the FBI agent, his wife was a, can, uh, a candidate for state Senate and Terry McAuliffe dropped $750,000 on her. Man's a crook. And, and by the way, George Soros has put money into, the, into George Soros, the evil, wicked, twisted, anti-American George Soros has dropped, I think it was, I think it's $200,000 into Terry McAuliffe's campaign. Don't quote me on the exact amount, but it's a significant amount of money. Not to mention paying these prosecutors to let criminals back out on the street to kill other black people. George Soros is engineering that. I guess he figures the more black people die at the hands of criminals, the, 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 the more the black community will turn to the Democrat Party to, to, to rescue it. I guess. I don't know what it I mean, I don't know what the man's thinking is, because to me here again, another example of a man who's brilliant at playing the stock market and brilliant at playing the money markets and brilliant at, at helping to destroy economies for his own benefit. But other than that, the man is a complete and total idiot, a fool with billions of dollars to play around with. And no, I strike that. Not only a complete and total idiot and a fool, but an evil idiot, an evil fool, who's got billions of dollars to spread around to keep the evil going and to strengthen the evil. Well, Christians better vote the way God would have you vote rather than voting the way the devil would have you vote. And I can tell you the devil will tell you vote for the Democrats, but God will tell you vote your Christian values, vote your Christian values, whose policies come closest to the principles of my word, God would say. And that certainly is not Terry McAuliffe or this woman Ayala or, or Mark Herring. These people are, they're about as anti-God, as an anti-Christian as you can get. 
All right. Well, listen, folks, I, you know what? Uh, I'm not even going to start in the book of Philippians because I started late because of technical problems. And I'm going to come back to the book of Philippians next time. And we'll, we'll, we'll hone right in on chapter four and start there. Uh, but there's no need in me getting involved in that with the short time I have left. Listen, I, I, I love you. And I, I just want to, to, to sound this important note. I know that I can be tough and I can be harsh. And I know that I can be very, very direct. I know that. I really believe that that's the way God has anointed me. That's the anointing that God has put on me. But I'm going to tell you something so that there's no mistake about this. I love the American people. Regardless of skin color, regardless of ideology, regardless of party, I love the American people. And while I don't hate anybody who's doing some of the horrible things I've enunciated today, I do hate the things that they are doing, and I hate the things that they are doing with a passion. And I'm not going to allow people to destroy one of the greatest gifts God has ever given to mankind, the United States of America, and in our case here specifically, the Commonwealth of Virginia, pioneered by some of the greatest men who ever walked the face of the earth. That's right, they were great men. They can tear down their statues all they want. They can't change the fact that these were great men. They were flawed people like everybody else is flawed, but they were great people. They left us a legacy of liberty and they created the greatest nation in the history of mankind. I'm not going to allow somebody to destroy that legacy, which I have inherited from them and from my own ancestors and not try to do something about it. Now, remember, I am never, ever, ever promoting violence, ever. I know the left would love to hang that around my neck because they, they hate me, but I'm never, ever doing that. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. I love the Democrat. I love the homosexual. I love the transgender. I love the abortionist. I love the woman who's been caught up in that and aborted her child. I love them all but I'm trying to persuade them all to come out of that evil. And I'm trying to persuade those of you who are already Christians to not in any way, in any way support their evil. You know, Jesus came into a world full of evil. And yet he said, what? I've come to seek and to save that which was lost. When uh, James and John, when they wouldn't, the Samaritans wouldn't let Jesus pass through their territory, James and John got angry and said, Lord, let's call down fire on their heads. And Jesus said, you know not of what spirit you are of. In other words, he said, that's the spirit of the devil. That's not me. He said, I didn't come to destroy men, but that they might be saved. See, unlike the left, I'm not interested in destroying my political opponents or destroying the people who are against the principles I stand for. I'm interested in seeing them redeemed. I'm not the redeemer. I can't redeem them, but I can pray to the redeemer and ask Jesus to have mercy on them. And I can, I can witness to them, which is what I'm doing now. I can be bold in expressing the truth and, and pray that God will use that to, to as seed into the hearts of even those who oppose me because they oppose themselves and cause them one day to awaken to the fact, you know what? Bishop E.W. Jackson was telling the truth. 
I didn't want to hear it. I didn't like it. I didn't like him, but he was telling the truth. And because he was willing to tell the truth, I got saved. And for you Christians, I hope that some of you may get angry with me. I've had Christians get angry with me about the strong stands I take, but I hope that you too will wake up and realize, you know what? I didn't like it when Bishop Jackson rebuked me for voting for and supporting Democrats, but he was telling the truth. I can't support a party that is against everything I claim to believe in and that is against the savior that I know and love and follow and worship and serve. So I say these things with a heart of love. Jesus himself got angry, but it was always rooted and grounded in love, a desire to bring men out of their condition, to bring human beings out of their condition, not a desire to destroy them and, and slam them in it, but to bring them out of it. Paul said, my desire for Israel is that they might be saved. My desire for America is that she might be saved. And for the American people, that the American people might be saved, might come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, and at the very least would continue to build this great nation on the only foundation that makes any sense at all, the foundation that built the greatest nation on earth, that is the Judeo-Christian, the biblical values that are enunciated in the word of God. That's the basis for this great nation. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal and endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That's a biblical idea that God gives freedom and God gives rights and no human beings are allowed to take them away. You know, Jesus said, the man who builds his house on the rock, who digs deep and builds it on the rock, when the rains come and the floods beat against that house, the house does not fall. Think of that as our country. If our country is rooted and grounded and founded on the rock, when the storms come and the rains beat, when COVID comes, when China challenges, when Russia is belligerent, when, when Muslim Islamists attack us, when the left goes after our children with a bunch of sexual perversion, when people think that they're doing somehow a, a sacred service to abort a, a, an innocent unborn baby, when all of that stuff swirls around our country and beats against our country, trying to get it to collapse, trying to get it to abandon that rock upon which it set, sits, that house will not fall because it's founded on a rock. But if we left, let the left root and ground our country on the sand, the sand of, of human whims and opinions, the sand of moral and cultural relativism, the sand of atheism, the sand of secularism, the sand of godlessness, the sand of anti-Christian propaganda and ideology, that when the storm comes and the rain falls and the wind blows 
our house is going to fall and great is the fall of it. I want to make sure that America never falls because America never is uprooted and disconnected from the rock upon which we were built and the rock upon which this nation stands. And that rock is Jesus Christ and the word of God, a Christian nation culturally. If we will maintain our faith in God and in his word, in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, will never, ever fall. That's going to do it, folks. We cannot be defeated if we will not quit because we are on God's side. Get out and vote. Vote for Glenn Youngkin, Winsome Sears, Jason Yarez, and Republicans running in these local delegate districts. And let's bring the Commonwealth of Virginia back to the foundational principles that made this Commonwealth great from the very beginning and that made America great over the last quarter of a millennium.